Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. From around the world, across the nation, and up your street, it is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to the new podcast from Southern Living, Ask Grumpy. One of my foremost goals as a grumpy gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. I'm here with my co-host, Nella McGuff. Hi, Nella. Well, hey, grumpy gardener. How are you doing? I'm good. You ready for another question, Grump? Well, of course I am. My daughter has problems with carpenter bees flying around her porch and boring holes into the wood. What can she do to stop this? Well, the first obvious thing to do is just remove the porch, get rid of it, and there are the problems. <laughs> the problems finish. But if she'd like to have her porch, let me explain a little bit about carpenter bees. Carpenter bees, to most people, look exactly like a bumblebee. Mm-hmm. They're black. They're about the same size. The way you can tell the difference is the abdomen on a bumblebee is all kind of fuzzy and hairy. The abdomen on a carpenter bee is black and shiny. Now, what a carpenter bee does, which makes it such a pain, is it bores holes into wood, uh, and they're generally about a half inch in diameter, and they are absolutely round. And it can bore into any wood imaginable. doesn't matter if it's pressure-treated or not. And what they do is they bore holes in there, so that they can lay eggs in there and reproduce. They don't eat the wood. They just chop it with their mandibles and throw it out. And so the easiest way to see if you have carpenter bees, you'll see little piles of sawdust Mm -hmm. beneath the hole. Over time, they will come back to the same hole every year and enlarge it. And if you don't do anything, it can really weaken the wood. So if you see these things, don't ignore it. What I would do is I would go to the garden center and you can get these little cans of expandable foam and you just stick the little nozzle into the hole and spray it and it fills up the entire cavity that the uh, eggs are laid in or the larvae might be in and then it kills them. And then once the foam is dried out, you don't want to just leave the hole there because next year the bees will come back to the same hole. So fill that hole up with something like caulk or wood filler and then just paint it over and they won't come back. Okay. I have a follow-up question to that real quick. All right. I have these chairs on my front porch and they every year bore holes up underneath the arms. Don't the eggs fall out? How are they upside down? No, that, the reason that they do that is, is kind of clever actually because – if they bored holes from the top, they would all drown every time it rains. They want it to be nice and dry. Uh-huh. So they only bore from the sides or from underneath. And once they get down into there, they make a curve. They're not just sitting at the bottom of the hole. They will go along the arm of the chair. So that Are way, you kidding me? Yeah. And that's the reason why you have to kind of fill up that cavity because they enlarge it every year and you'll get more and more bees. 
I am going to file through sitting in that chair one day. Well, can I be there when it happens? Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no, I'll be there be with pretty. my phone taking a picture. It won't be pretty. Now I broke another chair. Okay. That's enough of that. Create the perfect outdoor living space for your lifestyle with Southern Living Plants. Southern Living Plants bloom bigger for longer and offer foliage as stunning and healthy as the flowers. They grow more compactly so they fit your outdoor spaces. And you can prune less and enjoy more. Dig the good life with Southern Living Plants. View my favorites at plantsbymail.com forward slash Grumpy's Garden and enter Grumpy for an exclusive Grumpy Gardener listener discount. It is the weekend, and I I know, I'm so happy, (laughs) and I'm anxious to hear your weekend gardening tip. Okay, well, spring is coming, and people are going to be headed out to the garden centers and not only buying flowers, but they're going to be buying those veggies. So I want to talk today about a very common problem that happens to people who are growing tomatoes or peppers or eggplants or squash. And that's a problem called blossom end rot. This is a very common problem. It's not your fault. So don't feel bad. This is going to happen to about anybody who grows these vegetables. What's going to happen is you're going to have your plants in the ground. They could be out in the garden or they could be in a container. And you're going to get fruit start to set on there and start to grow. And you're going to be very, very happy. And then you're going to come out one day and you're going to see the end of the tomato, let's use that for an example, it's the end of the tomato that's opposite the stem. So we call that the blossom end. And what happens is you notice that as the tomato is ripening, the blossom end starts to turn dark, 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 ever darker. And finally, it turns black and it rots. Well, that's not something you're going to put on a sandwich. And then To make things worse, the next time a tomato starts to ripen, the same thing happens. You go, what the heck is going on here? Am I doing something wrong? Well, there's a couple of ways that are easy to fix this. This is a physiological problem. It's not a disease. It's caused by a nutrient deficiency in the soil, which is a deficiency of calcium. Tomato plants and the actual tomatoes themselves They need enough calcium to form strong cell walls, just like people need enough calcium to get strong bones. And if they don't have enough calcium, (laughs) the tomato cell walls, they basically just turn to mush, and that's why you get the rot. Now, why could you have a deficiency of calcium in the soil? Well, it could be that your soil that you're using doesn't have enough calcium in it. And you can add this easily by just going to the garden center and getting a bag of ground lime and just sprinkling maybe a half a cupful around each tomato plant and water it in. Lime is a great source of calcium, and it's also very inexpensive. So that's one way. Another thing is if the drainage in the pot or where you're growing your tomatoes isn't very good, it injures the roots of the tomato plant if it stays wet too long. And because it does that, 
You may have plenty of calcium in the soil, but the roots aren't taking it up. In that case, it's always good to put veggie plants in well-drained areas. And if you can plant them in a container, that's much easier to control. So the soil should stay moist, but the excess can drain away. So those are the two big causes of blossom end rot. And uh, if you'll just follow these tips, the problem will correct itself on its own and you'll get good tomatoes before the summer's done. Well, that's good to know. Now, lime, that doesn't hurt pets or... No, lime is naturally occurring. It's basically, you're you're getting it from limestone. It's calcium carbonate. It's one of the absolutely essential building blocks of plant life. So it's not toxic in any way. People, a lot of times, will even spread it on their lawns uh, and they have pets. So there's nothing dangerous about lime. Well, great tip for a Saturday. Thanks, Dave. You are welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'd love your feedback. Be sure to use words like brilliant, wonderful, and life-changing as often as possible. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very happy. You can also find us online at southernliving.com forward slash ask Grumpy.